Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, hi. Good morning, everyone. Welcome along to the start of a brand new week here on SCN. It is the 19th of June, Monday, the 19th of June, 2023. Daniel Pedro back in the chair. Hope you all had a good weekend. What a weekend the sport it was. We'll get stuck into all of it in just a second. We're broadcasting, as always, through SCN 11.70 a.m. in Sydney, SCNQ 6.93 a.m. in Queensland, Brisbane, and SCN 16.20 a.m. on the Gold Coast, one three hundred. 01 1170 our open line number you can send a text as always 0457 736 736 that's all before Vossi and Trent Copeland copes for breakfast for listeners through SCN 1170 a.m. in Sydney for listeners in Queensland it will be Pat and Heels coming up after the six o'clock news a lot to get through over the course of the next hour though I really want to hear from you we'll wrap up the NRL from the weekend Talk about the big story in terms of things that didn't happen on the field this weekend, and that was Ben Hunt. We'll get you the latest on that. The cricket in a really intriguing position after three days. Give you an update on that in just a second. We'll have a complete wrap of it as well in about 15 minutes. And Chris Perkins from America will jump on the line in about half an hour's time as well to give us the latest from the United States. So a lot to get through between now and 6am and want to hear from you. one 1170 our open line number, or you can text 0457-736-736. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ring. Yes, does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream at two and a bit past five. Uh, we will get to the NRL in just a second and we will do a complete wrap of the cricket shortly after the next break. But let me just give you an update. If you're just waking up, just switching the radio on, uh, not a, 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 well, a lot happened, but not a not a, a lot of play. Unfortunately, day three of the first test over there, Edgebaston, Birmingham, England are two for twenty eight. Australia trailing by thirty five runs with eight wickets uh, remaining. That's it. England leading Australia by thirty five runs with eight wickets remaining. England two for twenty eight after Australia were all out for three hundred and eighty six. There was only just over thirty two overs bowled overnight. Play was abandoned due to rain, but it is in a really, really intriguing position. Two for 28, two quick wickets before they went off for rain a second time. Both Ollie Pope and Joe Root not out, both on zero. Uh, Ollie Pope having faced two balls, Joe Root having faced just eight balls. Play was abandoned, as I said, only just over 32 overs bowled. Australia all out for 386. England two for 28. England leading Australia by 35 runs with eight wickets remaining. We will get a complete wrap. We'll listen to some of the highlights and then a complete wrap with the boys over in England uh, in about 15 minutes' time. Two days left to play. Hopefully not too much rain around. I believe tomorrow is supposed to be okay, day four, later on today. But I think the weather forecast is a little dicey for day five. Um, have you been enjoying the cricket? I'd love to hear from you. I have to say, on Friday night, I was flicking between the NRL, which was a good game as well. We'll get to that in a second. And the cricket. 
three days down. Disappointing we didn't get a full day's play, but you just get the feeling this Asia series is going to be one to remember. And it's hard to know which team to favour at the moment. Maybe Australia just ahead with those two quick wickets overnight. But we know how fast and quick England can score. We saw that on day one. Basball living up to its reputation. What have you made of the first three days of the Ashes? Have you been staying up all night? Have your sleeping patterns been a bit all over the place? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. And who do you think is favourite at the moment? Is it the draw? Is it Australia just? Is it England just? How do you think the next two days are going to play out? of this first Ashes test over in Birmingham. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. And also, what about David Warner? Obviously, we haven't seen him bat in the second innings yet. Um, he will be under a bit of pressure, though, after getting out once again to Stuart Broad over the course of the weekend. So your thoughts on the Ashes? 0457 736 736, our text number, or you can call the open line 1300 0111 70. As I say, we'll play you some highlights after the next break. I'll hopefully get a wrap as well uh, from the guys over in the UK. But England, two for 28 at Stumps, day three, a shortened day's play, and play will continue. And, of course, you'll hear it on SEN tonight. Uh, more on the cricket shortly, but let's just turn our attention to rugby league. And before we look at what happened on the field with some really interesting games this weekend, what about Ben Hunt and the Dragons? It just seems to me that the Dragons can't escape the news at the moment, can they? In the headlines, most of the year with the coaching situation at the Griffin goes, then they think Jason Riles is coming, then he doesn't come, then they get Shane Flanagan which I think is a wise choice. And then over the course of the weekend, it emerges that Ben Hunt wants out of the St. George Illawarra Dragons. He has lost confidence in the management of the Dragons. His agent, though, said he still cares about the players and the team. He's never once mentioned he doesn't like playing with them, but the management have worn him down. Um, it is a really interesting decision that both that Ben Hunt wants out. Queensland star, Kangaroo star, Wants out not just at the end of the season, but immediately. And they have until an August 7 deadline to get a release sorted for this year to join a rival club. But CEO Ryan Webb and Andrew Lancaster are saying that Ben Hunt is not going anywhere. Uh, he said, uh, Ryan Webb said, I'll let Ben get through the game. He's got his origin head on. It's all out there now. We'll chat after the game. Over the last couple of weeks in talking to Ben and his manager, he talked about frustration and we knew Ben wanted to be winning and he wanted us to be in a better place than where we are right now. So it had been mentioned informally and we knew there were a few things bubbling around the back, but it wasn't until this morning, uh, yesterday, that formally we got something written. However, um, it doesn't look like they're going to let him go, um, which is really, at this stage anyway, which is a really interesting one, I reckon, for the Dragons and Ben Hunt. Because there's been talks about, and once at the Griffin got the uh, sack and they now brought Shane Flanagan in, there has been talks about Ben Hunt, whether he's going to stay, whether he's going to go maybe at the end of this year. But the fact that he wants out immediately is a really interesting one. As I said, they've got until August 7 to make a decision around Ben Hunt, or Ben Hunt has until August 7 to get out of the Dragons. Now, clearly, he doesn't want to be there anymore. 
Um, and we'll find more about this out, I would say, after the State of Origin game on Wednesday night when he gets back to Clubland. They play on Friday night to kick off the round of the NRL. But if it's a really interesting one because we know how good of a player Ben Hunt is. And we know how good he's been for the Dragons for many years now. Especially over the past two or three years, he's probably been their best player. So I understand from that point of view, you'd want to be keeping Ben Hunt at all costs. But if Ben Hunt doesn't want to be playing for you, do you want him still at your club? Dragons fans, keen to hear from you this morning. one 1170 or 0457-736-736. And really, anyone can have you say in this. If a player, in this case, Ben Hunt, but could be anyone, if a player doesn't want to be playing for your club anymore, for whatever reason, do you still want him there? Do you want to keep him there just because he's contracted, even though he doesn't really want to be there? I suppose it's like a lot of jobs. At some point in time, people just want out. Do you want that person still to be there? And yes, there may be talks and they may get over it and there may be a resolution that sees Ben Hunt stay at the Dragons. But would you want a player that seemingly, if all the reports are to be relieved, wants out, would you want him playing at your club? Or would you let him go? Wants out immediately, apparently. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is our text number. And on the flip side of all of that, let's say Ben Hunt does end up leaving, whether it be this year or at the end of this season to go to another club, would you like Ben Hunt at your team? Where would you like to see Ben Hunt end up? Obviously, the Queensland clubs have been mentioned. Is there another club, though, that could do with the services of Ben Hunt? He's, I think, about 32 years of age now. He's been playing good footy for a long time. Would you like Ben Hunt at your club? Would you sign Ben Hunt now, whether it be just for the rest of the year or on a one, two, three-year contract. I can think of a few clubs that would be very happy to get Ben Hunt's services. So what do you reckon? Where do you think Ben Hunt would end up, and would you like to see him at your club? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. the open line number 0457-736-736. I just go back to the fact that if all is true and he doesn't want to be playing for the Dragons, then they could say we'll keep him and he's not getting a release all they like, but... Surely at some stage this has to come to a head, whether it be this year or for next year and beyond. Dragons fans, anyone, would you like a player that doesn't want to be at your club being kept basically at your club? And would you like to see Ben Hunt at your club? Who would be who would benefit from picking up Ben Hunt for the next couple of years? 0457 736 736, the text number, or you can call the open line on 1300 01 1170. Uh, that is the interesting one from the weekend off the field in the NRL. Let's have a look at what happened on the field, though. Now on Tradies, the NRL wrap. Yeah, obviously a cadets round of the National Rugby League last weekend. This weekend just gone with State of Origin only two days away. So much happening in the world of sport. You almost kind of forget Origin is on, but it will be on Wednesday night. Really important game. Let's have a quick look back at what happened in the NRL this weekend, though. Cowboys 27 over the Penrith Panthers 23. Uh, Really entertaining game. We know the teams that did play this weekend were obviously affected with no Origin players playing. But... It was still a very, very good game of footy. Really entertaining game of footy. 
Cowboys 27 over the Panthers 23. Went to Golden Point and that try to finish things off, Scott Drinkwater. Excellent try. Needed that win, didn't they, the Cowboys? Just to keep their hopes, top eight hopes alive. The Panthers, I, I don't think they will be that disappointed, really, on the loss there. Now, obviously, they'll be disappointed that they lost the game, but they still played very well without all their origin players. And you can see their depth is very good. And I think they've set, they're setting themselves up pretty nicely for a run at a three-peak. But good win for the Cowboys. On Saturday, the Roosters 18 over the Knights 16. Another really interesting game. The Roosters, a much-needed victory. The Knights, they were coming to get them, weren't they, in that second half. The Roosters, their defence, which hasn't really been, and I mentioned with Charlie Goodsir the other morning, the defence hasn't really been the Roosters' problem uh, this year, and it held out just. Luke Keary picked up a what people thought were a fractured jaw, but I noticed the NRL physio overnight, uh, and not 100% confirmed, but is indicating that it's not a fractured jaw. Um, and he might only be missing for a week, which would be good news for the Roosters if that is all true. The Knights disappointing at home against the Roosters side that haven't been in form. Is that something that can start the Roosters' season? I'm still not entirely sure, but uh, two points is two points and a vital two points for the Roosters. Parramatta way too good for Manly. 34 points to four. I thought Manly were very disappointing on the weekend. Uh, I know they were without Daly Terry Evans, Tom Travojevic, but Parramatta were missing Mitchell Moses, Dylan Brown as well. I um, I thought very, very disappointing for the Manly Seagulls, especially what they did the week before against the Dolphins. And when you look at the Parramatta Reels, and I said this to Charlie the other day, um, when they play well, they're a very confidence-based team. And we saw that the week before as well. We saw that on Saturday night against Manly. Don't be surprised if Parramatta, if they are there or thereabouts in finals time, gives some headaches to some of the teams. And I know they started the season off pretty badly, but they're only losing these games by four, six points, not by much. Looks like they're starting to turn things around. Storm 28 over the Tigers, six. Uh, the big talking point out of this game, Alex Twiles try. I have a feeling we're going to hear more about it in breakfast through SCN 1170, especially with Vossi and Copes. But other than that, that was a highlight, obviously. Great highlight. But other than that, the Storm, too good. The Tigers will be pretty disappointed with that performance, considering how many players the Storm were missing. And then yesterday, Sharks 48 over the Bulldogs 10. Really one-way traffic. Kyle Flanagan got a try to make it, what, 18 points to four. Um, and you thought maybe, but then straight after that, the Sharks scored two quick tries. Nico Hines performed well after being left out for origin. And more importantly for the team, the Sharks, they managed to get a win and bounce back from that disappointing result against the Storm last weekend. So the latter, after 16 rounds of the NRL, getting closer and closer to the run home to the finals. The Panthers and the Broncos, the Storm, all on 22 points. The Sharks are in fourth on 20 points. Then we've got a host of team on, teams on 18. The Eels are on 18. The Rabbitohs are on 18. The Warriors are on 18. The Raiders are on 18. That is your top eight. Just outside of the top eight on four and against the Roosters also on 18. They're ninth. They're Manly on 17. The Titans, the Dolphins, the Cowboys on 16. The Knights are on 15. The Bulldogs are on 12. The Dragons and the Tigers on 10. That is the draw. That is the ladder. And quick look at next weekend coming up. Of course, we've got men's origin on Wednesday night, women's origin on Thursday night. Then the NRL kicks off on Friday night. Dragons up against the Warriors at 8 p.m. Then we've got the Dolphins, the Eels 
on Saturday, followed by the Panthers and the Knights, then the Storm and the Sea Eagles. And then on Sunday, three games as well, the Broncos and the Titans, the Rabbitohs and the Cowboys, and the Roosters and the Raiders. They round out round 17 of the NRL. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Your highlight of the weekend, your disappointment of the weekend, your surprise performance of the weekend. Where, what to do with Ben Hunt? Does do, do you just keep him at your club because you don't want to let him let him go? I just can't see that working out. If they can't work it out in the next couple of weeks, surely you just let him go. You don't want someone at your club that doesn't want to be there, right? And where would you like to see Ben Hunt go? Would you like to see Ben Hunt come to your club? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Your text and a wrap of the cricket coming up next. It is 16 and a half past five, Monday morning, Tradies News in a Nutshell. It is 21 past five. Just before we get to the cricket text here on 0457 736 736. This from Braid. Good morning. Uh, on Ben Hunt, all the people who think Ben is being selfish and childish, not wanting to stay. What about when the shoe is on the other foot, when clubs have no problem shopping a player around whilst under contract? Clubs can't have it just their own, uh, just their way only. It's a business now, not just a sport. That from Brad. Well, yes, that is true. There is a lot of situations where we do see players just shopped around in different directions. Uh, my, my point is, and look, I understand why the Dragons don't want Ben Hunt to leave. Obviously, he's a very good player, as I said at the top of the show, being their best player for two, three years now. And I understand why they want to wait until Origin finishes and then sit down and talk to him and his manager. No issue with that. But if they can't work things out after that and he still wants to leave, surely you grant him a release. You can't have someone playing at your club that doesn't want to be there. It just won't work. Now, hopefully for the Dragons, they can work things out and he stays because he is a very important player to their team. But if he doesn't want to be there, surely you can't keep him there longer than at least this year. What do you reckon? Do you Would you want a player playing at your club that doesn't want to be there? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. And where would you like to see Ben Hunt end up? Uh, you're a fan of a particular club that you'd like to see uh, Ben play at? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. All right, cricket, really interesting night of cricket. Now, uh, we're going to get a full wrap-up uh, in just a second uh, with the boys over there, both Adam Collins and Barat Sanderason. But just uh, quickly, Australia's tail fell in a heap, lost 4-14. for 14. Uh, England batted again with a seven-run lead. Then there was a rain delay. Uh, however, they got back on the field and Scott Boland and Pat Cummins took crucial wickets. Uh, unfortunately, after that, uh, off they go again. Australia took two for two in 22 balls and swung the game back in their favour. And then rain saw play abandoned around 3 a.m. As I say, uh, Australia at the moment, or England at the moment, sorry, two for 28. Uh, they lead by 35 runs with eight wickets remaining. For a complete wrap, though, let's cross to the UK and say a very good morning to Adam Collins and Marat Sunderacen. SCNTS Cricket for Tyrepower, end of financial year sale on now. How's that, Adam Collins and Marat Sunderacen? It's a wet and a little bit sorry, Edge Briston, I must say, with two days to go in this test match at the close of play on day three. Uh, but it was a productive day for Australia. They added 75 runs to where they were last night, all out for 386. They had a seven-run deficit going into the second half of the test match, but they went bang-bang in a mini-session uh, between lunch and tea before rain ruled out the rest of play. Uh, 28 for two or two for 28. 
28, the home side at the close of play. Um, they lost two for two in 22 balls before the second storm ruined proceedings here. And that was the most influential passage of play as well. Firstly, I have to apologise. It's raining and it was hair wash day. So I, the worst thing, the hair advice for you, uh, rainwater. It ruins your hair uh, if you've just washed it. Uh, and speaking of the rain, you're right. That was a crazy period. I, I said on commentary it felt like an Alfred Hitchcock movie because we could see the dark clouds on that side. Yeah. And as play resumed and continued, the clouds kept moving faster and faster and faster. The lights came into play. You could suddenly see Pat Cummins' four shadows emanating from his body. It felt like as he was running into ball. And for the first time, it was really, really difficult to bat. And maybe for the third or fourth time in the last 12 months, bass ball as a theory was tested. And like in the last three times, uh, it proved to be no good for these conditions. I mean, they kept playing at balls. Ben Duckett gets celebrated for not leaving too many balls. But it, there were conditions where you had to leave the ball, Adam. But he kept flashing and there was no luck. Yeah, Adam. that's it. So, I mean, they were number 26 before the first rain delay and everything was working for England with Crawley and Duckett. They were mostly playing through the onside because Australia didn't start well with the new ball with Hazelwood and Cummins. But after the delay, they just were... They had a spark underneath them and, and conditions were, to be fair, perfect to bowl in, as you say, lead and guys, um, the new Dukes doing plenty suddenly, the intervention of Scott Boland into the attack and finding the outside edge of Zach Crawley. But before that, Ben Duckett, you're right, I mean, it does look profligate getting caught behind the wicket for the second time in the test match from balls he should be leaving. They've made a virtue of him not leaving the ball outside the off stump. Well, it's proving a problem already in this series. But what a snaffle from Cameron Green. That's the third time in the space of what? Eight days he's dragged in. Extraordinary one-handed chances in the gully. That position... The gully. It's not been a big part of modern cricket, but Cameron Green is moving it, making it front and centre and taking catches that most players couldn't dream of even reaching. If backward point was uh, called Jaunty Road's corner by Sunil Gavaskar, I think Gully could soon be started to be referred as Cameron Gully because he's just making it an art form, isn't he? Some incredible catches to his right, to his left and today as well. Uh, he, and It's not just about the fact that he's grabbing these catches, the fact that he even gets to these ball, Adam. Yes, he has got a long reach, but the way he's able to go down so quickly and to get his fingers under the ball, uh, sensational catching and a sensational spell of bowling as well from Scott Boland to get of Zach Crawley uh, at the other end. Uh, I said the conditions resembled the MCG famously for Scott Boland's debut. Uh, and I had a feeling if play had continued for 20, 25 more minutes, Boland would have taken six at, not the G, but at Edge Baston. <laughs> uh, and the way he set Zach Crawley up. Uh, and Australia knew that they wouldn't get more than 14, 15 minutes during that period. Then they wanted to make some breakthroughs. They got two. They almost got Joe Roo. That, that would have made it completely Australia's day. Uh, but still, 35 runs ahead, two wickets gone. Uh, Australia will think they made a good fist of whatever little play they could find today. Yeah, it was a fine piece of bowling to get rid of Crawley, who looked pretty well set to that point as well, caught behind the second and last wicket to fall on the day. They were review of Root and they thought they had him caught behind as well, Boland especially, but they burnt that review but it did build that pressure. It was very exciting for that brief stanza. Um, we're casting forward to tomorrow as well and thinking about the way that Ben Stokes has said repeatedly across the last 12 months that if and when they get in trouble, they'll get out of trouble the same way. That is to say, they'll play in an enterprising, aggressive, baseball style fashion um, and that will be tested tomorrow, especially if it is kind of, again, a bit a bit rough and ready in terms of the weather above head with the ball still moving around. How will Root and Pope deal with that? I mean, it's, it's yet to be seen, uh, but we, 
it's what they said they're going to do. Uh, and they have also said they are not willing to accept the viability of a draw. Uh, they, they will always try and win, even if it means risking losing. Stokes has been strident about this point. Um, well, there's six sessions left in the game. They lead by 35. To do what they say, they probably need to declare at some point uh, tomorrow around tea time to leave themselves four sessions to take 10 wickets on what will continue to be a flat track. And they have no spinner. Mo and Ali's yes. finger is clearly um, too ripped to shreds to bowl again in the second innings on the evidence of what we've seen. So um, that sets up tomorrow perfectly. It'll be a, almost like a test of ideologies. Yeah, and you spoke about uh, Root and Pope and how they might go against the likes of the Australian fast bowlers if the conditions remain like this. But not to forget, before the rains came, Nathan Lyon was brought into play in the sixth over. Because then the bowling's been from the far end, where Moin Ali bowled a lot. The ball's been gripping and turning sharply and quickly, even on this slow pitch. So he'll play a huge role, even if it is sunny tomorrow morning. Uh, and that'll be the big challenge for England. If they attack Nathan Lyon, he'll, he has so many ways of getting them out. Uh, and it, it makes for another fascinating day, really. We don't know what to expect uh, from this England team. But, but even going back to earlier in the day, some of the fields that they set for yes. the Aussie batters, it, it, it worked out eventually. Uh, and I think there'll be a bit of an edge tomorrow as well, Adam. I just attended Ollie Robinson's press conference. Yeah, he was pretty baseball in his answers whenever he was asked about his celebration and um, the few words of abuse that were picked up on, uh, on camera and which have been doing the rounds on social media. Yeah, he said, well, if you can't, something to the lines of, uh, if you can't handle it, what can you handle? And this is Ashes cricket, that's what it is. He's just providing some theatre. So I'm sure when it's his turn to bat, the Australians will make sure there's a bit of theatre around it as well. Oh, I'm sure they will. It just felt so out of step when a bloke's on 141 to give him a send-off. Anyway, what would we know? Uh, that's it from us for the night. Uh, our post-game shows for Tire Power, hitting sixes during the end of financial year sales. Adam Collins, Barat, Sunder Ace, and they'll be back in action tonight, 7.30pm, right across the SEN network with England 2 for 28. They lead Australia by 35 runs, two days remaining. Really exciting. Uh, it's poised really excitingly for the last couple of days. Who do you favour? Australia, England, draw. What's most likely? What's the most likely result? in this test match. You've been enjoying it. I think it's going to be a very, very exciting uh, last couple of days. You'll hear it right across the SCN network. Just before a break, let's go to the open line. one 1170 Ted is on the line from Cronulla. Morning, Ted. Morning, mate. How you going? Yeah, very well. You wanted to talk about the Ben Hunt story. Yeah, mate. Look, I think it's pretty simple. I, I've employed a lot of people over the years. It takes a lot. Uh, for someone to get to a point to put a resignation on paper, mm -hmm. which is basically what he's done, once they're at that point, you've got to let them go. Like, it does, it's no good negotiating to keep them there. They don't want to be there. They're more likely to cause more damage to the culture mm -hmm. uh, just by hanging around and being miserable. So even when people leave on good terms, once they get to the, to the point of putting something down publicly on paper, it's time to end the relationship, I think. Yeah, and Ted, you make a good point. Look, people leave jobs for all sorts of reasons, not always bad reasons. Well, Ben Hunt has come out and said he still loves his teammates. He's not got an issue with any of them. It's more just with the club. But you're, you're right. Once someone decides, for whatever reason, good, bad, whatever, to leave a job, it's very rare that you can manage to change their mind. Yeah, no. It's 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 done and dusted once they get to that point. I think. Mm. Are you a Dragons fan? No, 
No, I'm an Eels fan. Okay. All right. All right. Where would you? Uh, no, I think you, I think your halves are all right. Tell you what, Parramatta, they're starting to look good, aren't they, mate? Yeah, they are. I think. Yeah, I, I was a bit worried about on the weekend, mm. uh, but I, I think we showed some depth. So. Uh, I think we're right in that department. Yeah, no, you're doing really well. Thanks for the call, mate. Call any time. Ted, on the open line, you can join Ted any time. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Oh, look, I agree with what Ted is saying. Though. I think once someone wants to leave a job, and look, I have no issue with them going to talk after Origin. I think that needs to be done. But if they're still on the same page in a week, two weeks' time, three weeks' time or whatever... Uh, I think you've got to just got to let him go. What do you reckon, Dragons fans? Anyone? Do you want Ben Hunt? Do you want anyone at your team? If you had a player in the situation that Ben Hunt is in, doesn't want to be at the Dragons, doesn't want to be at your club, would you want him there? I wouldn't. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 There's some text there. I'll get to them. Also, we'll have a quick chat with Chris Perkins on the other side of this. It is 27 minutes to six. Keep those texts and calls coming in. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. It is 27 to six. In just a second, just a couple of texts before that Ben Hunt dominating the headlines tonight. This morning, uh, morning, Dan. Can't blame Ben Hunt for wanting out. Management has been a circus at the Dragons. He is on big bucks, but football-wise, the club hasn't supported him, uh, and they treated Griffin terribly. Players around him have had a bad attitude. No show at club awards. Yes, that got mentioned somewhere over the course of the weekend. Night plus the barbecue debacle. Andy D from Brisbane. And this from Rob in Blacktown. He says, morning, Dan. Do you think if Ben Hunt didn't have any other interests from other teams that he'd be this vocal about not wanting to be at the Dragons, Rob in Blacktown? Well, probably not, No. Uh, there, there is, of course, that. But I think that's always the case for the very good players, the great players, compared to uh, the run-of-the-mill players. Of course, he's going to have interest because he's a good player. Uh, y- your point is right, Rob. But I, I would be – I don't know how many teams out of the 16 other teams in the, in the NRL are interested in Ben Hunt, Rob. But I would dare say there would be quite a lot. I mean, you, we don't have time now. But you go through all the teams. Look, a lot of them – need a very good and experienced halfback. Um, I, I take your point, Rob, but I, I think he is it. And look, he's earned to be in this position because he's been such a good player for many, many years, not just at the Dragons, but in previous years as well. Um, so look, it is an interesting one, and I take your point, but um, I, I, I just go back to the point that I just don't, wouldn't want a player at my club that just doesn't want to be there. And we've seen that not this is not just a Ben Hunt thing. This is not a new thing. This has happened for many, many years. Uh, that a player just wants out for whatever reason. Um, and if once they talk, they're still in the same situation. I would be letting him go. I, I would not be keeping him there. What say you? No four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. And Chris Perkins is on the line from America. Morning to you, Chris. Well, good morning, Dan. Happy Monday down there. Uh, is it still Sunday afternoon up here in the state? Yes, it is. Father's Day there. Is that right? Did I see that on uh, Father's some... Day? Yeah. Yes, very good. Have you been yes, Have you yes. been treated to some nice presents or anything? Uh, I, I was 
wished a happy Father's Day by huh. my kids. Well, that's nice. Uh, no, no present, no present. It's, uh, it's all good. Listen, I, I'm sitting in the unofficial home office of mm. in America, which is also known as my house <laughs> in Southeast Missouri. Yes, yes. And, I'm home. Yeah. I'm not working today. Oh. That's all the present I needed. That's that is very unusual because usually when we speak, you're somewhere in the America driving your truck. You're home. You just quiet, quiet weekend at yes. home. Yes, that, and I, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's a, an extra long weekend. Yeah, very nice. That I get to get to enjoy. So I'm off for the next couple of days. And I'm sure, and we are we are running a bit short on time today, so we'll get you back on tomorrow because you've yep. got so many topics that we want to cover. And I'm sure you've been watching a lot of sport. And let's start with the U.S. Open golf. What's the latest there? Yeah, uh, going, we're headed into the final round of uh, our national championship at the LA Country Club in uh, out in Los Angeles. Uh, co-leaders going into the final round: Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler, both sitting at uh, ten under par, shooting uh, you know two hundred for the first three rounds. Uh, the scores you saw this this week. It started to look like the U.S. Open. Thursday scores were just absolutely ridiculous. Mm. The marine layer was in. It was, you know, kind of cool. And the wind wasn't blowing a puff out there. So wide fairways, there, to, to play in the U.S. Open, you got to hit fairways. L.A. Country Club's fairways are pretty wide. The wind's not blowing. You're not going to miss a lot of fairways. Consequently, you're going to stay out of the rough. Scores were weighed down. You had two guys on Thursday shoot 62. That is a score that had never been attained in a U.S. Open dating back to its beginnings in 1895, and we had two of them on Thursday. Oh. Scores have started to look like the U.S. Open uh, the last couple of days. Um, you know, I mean, the leaders haven't gotten much past eight under par. We're sitting at 10 under par two days later, and that's the lead going into the final round. Weather's probably going to be about the same today. It's been a tough course. It's scorable, but you got to hit the fairways because if you get in that Bermuda rough, it is absolutely nasty. And oh, by the way, lurking right behind the final group and in, in the, the next to last group, uh, how'd you like to be getting chased down by this guy in a golf course? Rory. Corey uh, no. McElroy sitting third at, at nine under par, and he is he is lurking, to say the least. No, I wouldn't want to be – I wouldn't be feeling confident if I was getting chased down by someone like him on a golf course. I mean, to be honest, Chris, I wouldn't yeah, – Absolutely. To be honest, Chris, I wouldn't feel confident playing any of them on the golf course, to be honest. But they're, they're all professionals. Oh, yeah, me either. No, no. Uh, uh, yeah. But uh, who, who the, you think – uh, Yeah, go on. And and real quick, the league groups, they haven't even gone out yet. Uh, the final pairing goes mm. out at 7.30 Australian Eastern time this morning. West Coast tournament, it's going to finish in prime time on television here in the United States. So we get evening golf here in the United States on television, which is kind of a rare thing for us. And we... uh, In terms of a tip, mm. uh, I like... I like Rory. I like okay. Rory coming from this position. Third place, a shot back. Those those two guys at the top. Yeah, Ricky Fowler. I mean, he, he you know these these are both two good golfers that are top of the leaderboard. But man, Rory's got all that experience playing in majors. All right, so well, I would I I would tip him. All right, we'll wrap that all up for you with you tomorrow. We'll see if your tip of Rory is right. Now, uh, football, soccer, uh, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Uh, what's happened? So, firstly, they've got a new uh, soccer coach. The men's team has a new soccer coach. They're actually in action tonight. But 
What happened in the US Mexico game? Uh, a farce. <laughs> it, it was nuts. Thursday night, uh, Nation Concacaf Nations League semifinal. Thursday night out mm. in Vegas, USA and Mexico, which I think is the most underrated rivalry in world football, and I'll put it up against any of them. USA Mexico, that is a blood feud between mm. these two countries. Okay, okay. Uh, USA ha- has been was unbeaten their last five against Mexico uh, going into the game. And it was more of the same Thursday night. Uh, Christian Pulisic, pair of goals, uh, either side of halftime. Uh, at 2-0, that's when the farce started because a mm. uh, Mexico player got a red card. Uh, Weston McKinney got a red card in retaliation. So we were down to 10 men. Uh, there was another goal, 3-0 USA. And then we had another pair of red cards, one to Mexico, one to the U.S., uh, U.S. was, uh, you know, player just lost his head again and retaliated. So we wound up finishing this game 9v9, had 12 minutes of stoppage time, and Mexico's been getting in trouble. Their crowds uh, have been getting in trouble on goal kicks, especially when they're frustrated uh, by, uh, for for rather loudly chanting a, a, a gay slur. Okay, yep. So mm-hmm. eight minutes into stoppage time, they there was a goal kick. Crowd did it. Referee said, screw it. We're done. We're out of here. Blew the final whistle. We're out of here four minutes early. So there's going to be some fallout from yes, that. I so. don't know what it is because mm. Mexico's been warned for this before. Mm. Uh, but it, it hasn't worked to, to stop it from happening. But anyway, that that was the farce Thursday night. U.S. beat Mexico 3-0. They're on to the Nations League final tonight against our friendly neighbors to the north, Canada. With a new coach as well. Not yet, not, not officially. Yet. Not though. Yet. Uh, not the, the interim manager is going to the interim manager is going to stay on through actually the Gold Cup, which comes up next for the U.S. But mm. uh, yeah, they have a new full time manager. Strangely enough, it's a lot like the uh, the former coach because it is the former coach. <laughs> Greg Berhalter was rehired. <laughs> uh, his contract expired after the World Cup. There were issues regarding uh, playing time for Gio Reyna. Gio Reyna's dad, Claudio, former U.S. men's national team uh, star, got a little upset, dined out Burhalter for a domestic abuse uh, incident that happened 30 years ago with Burhalter's now wife. There was a whole mess, an investigation, and six months later, we come back to Greg Burhalter, is once again going to be the manager of the U.S. men's national team. It is a soap opera. And we know, and at least on the field, we know how well uh, the USA did in last year's World Cup as a well. They were very, mm-hmm. very good. Uh, I want to go through your NRL tips just quickly. Uh, just give us a quick update yes. on the Canadian Grand Prix. Uh, it ended and Max Verstappen won. Uh, oh, we could probably run the same the same tape over and over again. It, it's like Max Verstappen's walking into the paddock, mm-hmm. looking at all the other drivers, going, "All right, boys, who's finishing second? Yeah, well, uh, would, wouldn't it be nice it's to pretty live... much what it is this year? Uh, wouldn't it be nice to live a life like that, Chris? Just winning all the time. Oh, uh-huh. it would be so wonderful. I will tell you though, yep. kind of fun watching uh, Daniel Ricardo and Will Will Arnett on their uh, their Manning cast version of the Canadian mm. Grand Prix. I was watching that instead of the main broadcast. Kind of fun. It was a first time thing that they'd done this, so it, it did seem a little kind of stilted they weren't quite totally comfortable with each other on camera but it wasn't it was 
pretty good. I want to see more of this. And uh, there's supposed to be at least a couple of more for the North American races later on this year in Austin and Vegas. All right. So pretty fun to watch. Sounds good. All right. Let's uh, get through your NRL tips. There are only five games across the weekend. We ask for your tips every Thursday morning. And when we talk, well, here we go. Uh, these are your tips. You tip Penrith. Now, to be fair, they lost an extra time, so you weren't that far away. But after that, oh. but after that, you tipped the Roosters. You tipped Parramatta. You tipped Melbourne. And you tipped the Sharks. So four out of five, Chris, almost five out of five, that's not bad. That That's good going. Penrith. So what you're telling me is Penrith cost me 20 bucks. Yes, unfortunately they did. They did in Golden Point. And they were leading as well. They were leading 22 points to 12. Uh, Anyway, always next week. Oh, Uh, they threw a game. They threw the game away. Ouch, uh, that hurt. Chris, great stuff. I know you have a lot of other stuff to talk about with me, so we'll get you back on tomorrow. We'll also have a wrap of the US Open and whatever else happens in the next 24 hours. Enjoy your time off. We'll chat again tomorrow. Sounds good. Have a good day. I'll also ask you for a state of origin tip tomorrow on the show as well, so be ready for that. Thank you, Chris Perkins, on the show, and we'll get him back on tomorrow. Just a quick text before the break. Morning, Dan. Uh, Most disappointing results this weekend in the past three months is the Bulldogs. Uh, Extremely poor effort. Uh, by a few players, yet some feel it's uh, funny to laugh at the end of the game. Players need to remember that they need to put in 100% effort, learn to tackle, hold onto the ball, and put in uh, sick of hearing all the excuses about how we are not winning. Winning is hard. Losing is easy. If you're still getting paid, our reserve grade squad is playing so much better, yet the NRL squad is a laughing stock to the other team. So many missed tackles and errors. That from the Steve the Colin Bulldog. Yes, I must say... I thought the Sharks were going to win, uh, but that was a very disappointing performance for the Bulldogs. I know they lost Burton due to origin duty, but, yeah, that's disappointing. Been actually really a couple of disappointing results for the Bulldogs over the past couple of weeks. Thanks for the text, Steve. We'll come back and wrap things up after the break. It's 10 and a half to 6. Some more text to finish things off on this Monday morning. Uh, this from Razor uh, on the text. The only thing I question out of the Storm Tigers game is why it was played at Campbelltown. 8,000 people and train arriving back in Sydney around 10.55. Surely they could have gotten more people who have played closer to the CBD. Other than that, it was the great weekend in Sydney. Yes, I thought the crowd, just watching it, uh, Razor, you're right. It, look, I understand, and it's good to see games played out at Campbelltown. I thought the crowd was a little disappointing for a Saturday night, a nice Saturday night in Sydney too. Yeah, you're right, a little disappointing uh, crowd out there at Campbelltown Sports Stadium. I'm glad you enjoyed your weekend in Sydney. This from Andy. Dragons will be better, uh, way better off without Ben Hunt. He's overpaid already. Um, that from Andy. All right. Thank you, uh, Andy. And the Chookman says, hi, Dan. Why are Manly so bad away from home? Only one win away this year, and that was against the Tigers. That from the Chookman. I thought Manly would probably, and I know they're without, as I said before, some of their star players across the course of the weekend. But as with Parramatta, I thought they were very disappointing on Saturday night. Probably the most disappointing club uh, out of every club this weekend that had losses. Thanks for your company today. Breakfast coming up in Queensland will be Patton Hills. For listeners through SCN 1170 AM in Sydney, Brandy will join from New South Wales camp, Cam Smith from Queensland camp, and we speak to the man of the weekend, Alex Twell, after his first ever try. Vossi and Copes coming up after the 6 o'clock news. Patton Hills in Queensland. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning from 5 AM. Have a great Monday. News is next.